Hey, welcome. This, this is my uh, weekly Wednesday devotional called Straight from the Heart. I'm Steve Childs, pastor at Chartel Church of God. Glad that you are tuning in today. Thanks for joining me. Hey, as you're coming online, uh, be sure to put your name in the comments. Let me know that you're here. Always love hearing from everybody or from wherever you are today. And I hope I can speak a word of encouragement uh, to you. Uh, as I get started, let me just um, talk about uh, what I kicked off on Sunday. And that is I kicked off a brand new sermon series called The Journey to Freedom. And uh, in that series, I'm actually using that series as a setup for our Celebrate Recovery program, which we're launching on June the 3rd. But what I've discovered in my life is that we all need recovery. Um, Celebrate Recovery is about uh, dealing with our hurts, our habits, our hangups. And what I've discovered is that all of us have those things. All of us have woundedness that needs to be healed. We have issues in our life that we need to overcome. Uh, we have sometimes habits that we can't seem to break. And, and in fact, you know, many of us are struggling with addictions that we can't seem to get a handle on or get past. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you um, to join me in this series uh, every Sunday. We do it at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Or you can always go to our website at chartelchurch.org and watch it later. Or you can download our Chartel Church of God app and watch it that way as well. Uh, but I, I just want to encourage you if, you, if you struggle with fear, if you've got woundedness from your past, if you've got anger issues, if you do deal with addictions, whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, pornography or gambling or drugs or alcohol or uh, eating, uh, whatever our struggles may be, uh, if you're dealing with trying to overcome anxiety, uh, if there are, if you're like me and a classic codependent where you're, you feel like you always have to please people, all, all of this stuff is stuff that God wants to set us free from. This last week, I did a message called Created for Freedom. And if you weren't able to watch it, I just want to encourage you. I think you'll find it extremely helpful. And I just want to encourage you to not only watch it for yourself, but pass this on because I've yet to meet someone who hasn't needed to find freedom in their life. So uh, that's, that's, that's that. And this week I'm going to be talking, continuing that series for the next eight weeks. I'm going to be talking this week about what are the first steps that we need to take? You know, first things first. And what are, the, what are those first steps? Um, I've been doing, for several weeks, I've been doing, uh, talking about the names of God. And uh, last week um, I was talking about God as our Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us and how he is our healer. Um, and this week, and I, I was going to talk about specifically why, when God doesn't heal, but it, but it tied into something else that happened this week that I think maybe all of us can tune into. And uh, that is the idea of when God makes us wait. Um, I was driving into work um, uh, yesterday, and, uh, well, uh, and I got down, when I went down to... Uh, uh, the end of our of our addition to head out to the main street uh, where our addition is in South Moore. Uh, they had the entire street blocked off. They were repaving it all. And so I had to turn around and wind my way back out of the addition and go out the back way and find another way to, to get uh, to where I needed to go. Got to another stretch of road where there was again construction. Had to wait in line and waited, 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 finally got through, got onto the main street where the church was. And yes, they were doing construction on that street as well. And I'm sitting in this long line of one line, you know, one lane traffic, uh, waiting my turn to, you know, to get up, to get through, to, to, you know, to get to work and get on to the staff meeting where they were waiting on me. And, um, and it hit me again. I hate to wait. 
I hate to wait. I don't like waiting in doctor's offices. Uh, I don't like waiting when uh, at restaurants. Uh, I am not big on delay gratification. When, when I want something, I want it now. I really hate sitting in traffic. And it reminded me again of why we often get frustrated on this journey because the fact of the matter is, in our journey with God, we often find ourselves waiting. And what do you do when you have to wait? Uh, because if we're honest, many of you, I know that are watching this, you, you guys are, a lot of you are like me, you don't, you don't wait well either. And um, I thought, you know what, I, I really wanna talk about this uh, because I think there are some, some hope and some handles that we can find that may be of an encouragement to you. Um, I wrote a devotional on this. If you read my daily devotionals, a little bit, some of this will be a little familiar to you because I actually wrote about it uh, just the other day on Psalm 3320, where the psalmist says, we wait in hope for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. We wait in hope for the Lord, for he is our help and our shield. Um, not many people are. Um, are, are good waiters. Uh, we know we don't wait well. And I, when I was putting notes down for this, my, my thoughts went to uh, Habakkuk, the prophet, who cries out to God. He sees all this stuff going on around him that doesn't seem right. Um, God promises deliverance. God promises to right things. God promises victory. Um, but it's not coming. And Habakkuk kind of gets to a point where, you know, I've had enough. And here's what he says in Habakkuk chapter 1, beginning at verse 2. He says, how long, O Lord, must I call for help? Uh, but you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I look forever at these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery? Everywhere I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. Can you identify with that? The law has become paralyzed and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. And then listen how the Lord responds. And the Lord replied, look around at the nations. Look and be amazed. For I am going to do something in your day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. Let that sink in again. For I am going to do something in your day, God says, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. And when I was thinking about that, and I went back and read that, it, it reminded me again that, that we often aren't aware of what God's up to and what he's doing. And so I just kind of sat down for a, a little bit, and I just asked the question, why does God make us wait? You know, why does that? And again, you've, you've been there. Some of you are right there right now. Uh, prayers that you've been praying, uh, things that you've been believing God for, prayers that you're waiting on God to answer, things that, you, you know. But why is it? Why does God make us wait? And let me give you several reasons why it might be that you're waiting. And may, maybe these will help at least give you a little bit of something to uh, hang, hang on to or place to stand. Um, one, of the, one of the thoughts I had is that sometimes... Sometimes there are pieces 
that God needs to put in place. Um, again, one of the things that we forget when we cry out to God is that God sees the big picture. And that was what was going on for Habakkuk. Um, as Habakkuk was crying out, he was wanting immediate relief. He was wanting God to fix this now. And, and again, I think we often think of God as uh, this magic genie who just kind of zaps things and, you know, and does it, you know, poof, that's the way it is. Um, but God works in the midst of our human chaos. And God does not manipulate people. And God, uh, again, works within the context of, of our free will. And, and sometimes there are pieces, you know, that God is putting in place, things that we're not aware of. Uh, you know, I've, I've prayed with people uh, who are praying for a job. And, um, and people sometimes get frustrated, you know, as Pastor Steve, I've been, I've been praying for a job. It's been weeks now and, you know, I, nothing's opened up. And, uh, and I can't tell you how many times I, I've had someone come back to me after we've prayed for a good period of time. And they said, you know what, you know, today um, I got offered a job and it's exactly what I was looking for. Um, and, and, and it's so funny how that works because, again, we want it to happen now. And sometimes we don't realize that just outside of what we can't see, God is putting things in place and God is moving us towards where we need to be. And then at that right moment, according to his time and his purposes, it happens. You know, sometimes there are just those kinds of pieces he needs to put in place. Um, sometimes there are others involved who aren't ready yet. Um, again, this is one of the things that hit me when uh, we, you know, we want certain things to be a certain way. And, and sometimes we forget that we are not the only ones uh, in, in the world. You know, we're not the only ones here. There are a lot of other people involved. Um, and, and sometimes the people that may be necessary to be a part of what we need, um, they, aren't, they aren't there yet. And so God is working with them just as he is working with us. And uh, for those of you, again, for those of you, you know, who have been praying for, you know, for other families, for those of you who have been praying for other people, for those of you who are praying for your churches or you're praying for your company, uh, again, sometimes we, we forget that there's a lot of other people involved. And God, as you pray, God is working on them and with them. And sometimes they're just not there yet. And so God is, is working in that. Um, you know, one of the pieces that we don't like to think about when we're, when we're waiting is that sometimes we're waiting because God is in the midst of what's going on, trying to grow our faith and our trust in him. Um, James writes, a, you know, a passage that we, that we hate to hear. You know, James says, count it all joy when you run into various kinds of trials, knowing that the trying of your faith brings patience. And that patience ultimately becomes maturity. Um, kids can't wait. You know, I've got two grandkids who spend an awful lot of time at our house. And, you know, one of the things with kids is when they want it, you know, they want it now. You know, they don't have a, a sense of delayed gratification at all, much like me. Um, but, you know, they, they don't realize that sometimes uh, a part of growing up is learning that some things you have to wait. Meals have to be cooked. Things have to be prepared. There are things that have to be done. Money has to be saved. And, and those aren't things that are, 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 are natural to our nature. And so sometimes, again, we forget that when we're waiting, a part of what God is wanting us to do is to, is to lean into him. 
uh, and, and to let him grow us, let him stretch us, and may I say this, let him teach us. Because sometimes it's in the waiting. What I've, what I've discovered is sometimes it's in the waiting that God really teaches me things about me that I need to learn. Um, and let, let me tag that to another thought. Sometimes in the waiting, God is trying to draw us closer to him. Sometimes God is trying to draw us closer to him. Now, come on, it's just us. Um, often in our journey of faith, um, we are just kind of living our lives and we only, we only involve God when we need him. Okay, if, if we're honest, many of us, that's the way we live. We're not daily seeking God. We're not daily really pursuing God. We're not, you know, daily really going after God and trying to learn all that we can and glean all we can. Some of us do that, and God bless you if you do, but, but many of us, we live our life, and we involve God as we need God. Now, think about this with me. When, when, we're, when we're crying out to God, when we're waiting on God, you know, we're, we're thinking more about him. And one of the things that begins to happen is God begins to draw us to himself. Again, go back through scripture and think about how many times that it was in the times of waiting, in the times of difficulty, when God, when God's people really began to cry out, as they began to pray, as they began to seek him, as they began to turn their faces toward him, turn their attention toward them, God was able to draw near to them. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you, James says. So think about it this way. It's in that waiting, um, you know, it, that that God says, seek me, uh, lean into me through prayer, seek me through my word, uh, ask me to, to reveal more things to you. And it's in that, in those times of waiting, that we actually become closer. Um, one of the things Wanda and I have been doing uh, recently is we've been taking, when we were in college, for two years, we, we were dating and engaged, and we I was in Houston, Texas, and she was in uh, Anderson, Indiana. And... We uh, wrote letters, but we also started sending cassette tapes back and forth, and we would listen, you know, to those cassette tapes, and um, uh, and then she would I, would, I would send one the cassette, she would listen to it, and then she would tape on the other side of it, or she would tape on another tape and tape about how, um, take another tape and tape about what was going on in her life and her world. She would send that back. And we did that back and forth uh, for, for two years. And, and what we're, we're doing now, we're going back and we're listening to those cassette tapes and we're putting them on uh, the computer, you know, making them digital so that we can save them so they won't erode the life. But it, what, what, what happened during that time was because we were in that waiting period, because we were in that we had to really lean into each other. It was before cell phones. It was before email, before texting, uh, before Facebook, before all of that. All we had was letters, phone calls, and cassette tapes. And, but it was in that time of waiting where we really leaned into each other. And it was amazing how uh, we had to be so intentional about connecting that we really did draw together. And that's what happens with us and God. In those waiting periods, we have to depend on him. We have to lean on him. And what happens is God draws us closer to himself. Um, sometimes when we're waiting, it's because God has a different answer than the one we're waiting on or the one we're asking for. Now, this is a little, a, a little harder for us, I think, to sometimes accept 
because, come on, again, this is just us. Sometimes we, we think we have a good bead on what we need or at least what we want. Um, and sometimes we forget that God has a better idea of what we need and what we want. And sometimes when we're, when we're waiting, it's because we're looking this way and God is trying to direct our attention that way because actually what God is going to deliver to us is something different than what we had imagined. Again, go back to, go back to what I read from, from the story of Habakkuk. When God says to him, look around and be amazed, he said, because I'm going to do something in your day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. In other words, God saying, Habakkuk, you know, I could tell you what I'm doing. I could tell you what I'm up to. I could tell you how I'm going to make all of this happen. But even if I did, it wouldn't make any sense to you. It won't make sense. Uh, some things, when we're walking in faith, only make sense in hindsight, if then, okay? Some things only make sense in hindsight. And, and that's one of the things that, that when, when God is making his way, sometimes it's because what we're really reaching for, wanting and praying for is not exactly what God wants to give us. He wants to give us something different. Okay? Um, let me give you one more. Sometimes, God, we're, we're waiting because the answer is no, and we haven't figured it out yet. Sometimes the answer is no, and we just haven't figured that out yet. Um, sometimes when we're thinking about what what we're praying for, um, and you know, we we I haven't heard from God. I haven't heard from God. I haven't heard from God. And sometimes it's actually we have heard from God. We just don't like the answer. Um, sometimes the waiting is that we haven't figured out. Uh, we haven't been maybe as sensitive to God's Holy Spirit. Maybe we haven't been. Uh, been really paying attention to what God is saying. Sometimes we're saying, Lord, I really want this. And God is saying, no. Now look at me. Hear my heart. Um, I, I think sometimes in our walk of faith, we're, we're led to believe that uh, if we just tell God this is what we really, really want, then God's going to give it to us. And yet God loves us so much, he doesn't always give us what we want. He gives us what we need. Um, one of the, the exercises that we have done with our, um, our grandkids is uh, they, you know, if you leave it to our grandkids, when they get hungry, they'll, they always want junk. And, and uh, it, it's so interesting how, you know, sometimes our, you know, our grandson will want uh, something snacky rather than some good food. And it's been a, a process of teaching him to say, you know what, I know you want, you say you want that, but I can't give you that. I can give you this. Um, and that's not what he wants. And sometimes he gets mad and goes to his room and you know, sometimes he gets frustrated with us, but we do that because we love him. Now look at me, just want you to hear my heart. God loves you enough that sometimes he's going to say no to you. God loves you enough that sometimes he's going to say, I know this is what you want, but that's not my will. I've got a plan and purpose. Maybe you don't understand that, but I have plans and purposes too. And sometimes God doesn't always give us what we want. He gives us what we need. Um, that's one of the reasons why when Jesus teaches us to pray in Matthew 6, um, Jesus says, pray like this, you know, our Father who is in heaven, uh, 
hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and if we're honest, I think sometimes that's a hard prayer for us to pray. Um, we see what we want. We see what we think we need. And we're just trying to find a way to con God, manipulate God, or talk God into giving it to us. And yet I think the mature approach is to say, Lord, this is what I see. This really is what I think I want. But Lord, you, you know me better than I know me. You know what's best. Not my will, but your will be done. That's not an easy prayer, but it is a good prayer to pray. You know, you don't always get to choose if you wait. You only get to choose how you wait. And uh, next week, what I want to talk about is how do you wait? Um, I think some of us don't wait often with the right kind of attitude. And again, I want to go back and I'll pick this up next week. But the psalmist says, we wait in hope for the Lord. Now, here's my question to you. As you're waiting on God for however you may be waiting on him, for whatever prayer you may be wanting him to answer, or whatever it is that you're wanting God to do, are you waiting in hope? Because that's what I want to talk about. We don't get to determine if we wait. We only get to determine how we wait. And that's what I want to talk about next week. Can I pray for you today? Father, I thank you for our, our time together today. I thank you for your presence and your power in the waiting. Um, Lord, I, I confess to you, I'm, I'm not really good at waiting. Um, I'm one of those. I'm not big on delayed gratification. I'm, I'm more of a, let's take charge, let's get it done, and let's get it done now. And uh, Lord, you've had to teach me that my timing is not always your timing, and my will is not always your will. My way is not always your way. And Father, I can't help but believe that there are some people who are in your waiting room right now, and it's a frustrating place for them to be. But I pray, Father, that your hand would be upon them. I pray that your spirit would draw close to them. I pray that you would remind them today that there are a lot of reasons why we need to wait like we do. Um, at the center of it all is the fact that, Lord, we're held in your hand. and You have plans and purposes that we don't fully understand, just like Habakkuk didn't fully understand them. But you really do love us more than we could possibly imagine. So, Father, today, for all of those who are in the waiting room, I just want to pray on their behalf this very hard prayer, but the prayer you taught us to pray. Lord, you know our hearts. You know what we want, and here it is. We lay it before you. But, Lord, not our will, but your will be done. We love you, God. Be with us today. Lord, I pray your hand upon every shoulder. Give everyone who's watching today all that they need to be the men and women of God you've called them to be. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Next Wednesday, I'm going to be talking about what does it really mean to wait in hope and contrast that with some more other 
destructive kinds of waiting that we sometimes do. Again, I want to remind you, as I talked at the top of the hour, I just launched a brand new sermon series on Sunday um, about uh, talking about the, the journey to freedom. And uh, for any of you who could use more freedom in your life, just encourage you to join us. You can go to our website at chartelchurch.org and uh, you can watch live stream it for there on our church, uh, Chartel Church Facebook page. You can always go to godswordforyoutoday.com. That's my personal Facebook page or my personal website. And you can find all of the stuff there from the services and the devotionals, as well as these talks from straight from the heart. Love you guys so much. If there is any way that I can pray for you personally, uh, please. You can either put that in the comment or feel free to private message me if it's more of a private prayer request. If you would like the notes to any of the stuff I'm teaching, just again, put that in the comments or email me or message me, and I'll be happy to send you the notes to that so you can reflect more on it or be happy to let you just go ahead and teach that on your own to a small group that you may be working with. I love you guys. Thanks for joining in. If this has been helpful you to do, do me one favor, share it on your Facebook page, and let's let a whole lot of other people watch as well. God bless you. I'll see you soon.